1: Praise the Lord. Dr. Hanson, thank you for standing by for me. How are you doing tonight? Good. How are you, Shannon? We're honored to be here tonight and simulcast another broadcast here on Friday, April 23rd, 2021 with Dr. Jonathan Hanson of World Ministries International. Dr. Hanson, over to you, my friend. Thank you, Shannon. I want to welcome all of those that are listening on omegamanradio.com throughout the United States and around the world. Also those that are watching on our warning television program, uh, listening on shortwave, the warning radio program, as well as uh, our television program warning, welcome. We have a very, I think, interesting evening tonight. I'm gonna start off with some headline news, read a little bit about some of the topics and uh, show you where we're at in the United States as far as the danger level, the hypocrisy, the in, we want to say the insanity. Headline news, <clears throat> some Democrats so angry at Maxine Waters that they will black censor, resulting her losing chair. Now that never happened. Uh, they tried, the Republicans, it did not go through, it's controlled by the House. Says some Democrat lawmakers were so angry with remarks made by uh, the California member of the House Maxine Waters made over the weekend about the Siobhan trial that they're willing to back her GOP led censor. Waters said at a protest in Minnesota over the weekend that protesters were looking for a guilty verdict and if they don't get what they want that they will get it anyway. They said they won't go away. Her exact words, if they don't get what they want, then we cannot go away. Regarding what protesters should do if they do not get the verdict that they want. Waters responded that activists have got to stay on the street. Get more active and get more confrontational. Fox News reporter Chad Pergram reported that the anger among some Democrats after Judge Peter Cahill, who is presiding over the case involving the death of George Floyd, slam waters on live television during closing arguments on Monday. Some Democrats conceded privately, they are not pleased with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, saying that Waters should not apologize. Pergram wrote, Fox is told that a lot of Democrats are angry at Waters, are concerned about the optics of potential violence being linked back to her and the Democrats generally. Pergram noted that the moderate Democrats were damaged during the election, after far-left members of the party pushed the defund the police movement. And the reason those Democrats are reportedly mad at Waters doesn't appear to be based on any kind of moral conundrum, but they have what they she said, but rather because they are concerned about the optics of potential violence being linked back to her and the Democrats generally. So they're not really concerned morally, ethically, but they're concerned over the optics because they want to be (coughs) reelected. Excuse me. Burgram noted that the Democrats majority is so slim right now that they can only afford to lose two votes on their side. You know, this whole thing makes you sick if we read it says, Pelosi said she thought Waters should not apologize. White House press secretary avoided directly answering whether Biden supported Waters' remarks that protesters and protesters should get more confrontational. Well, Biden did chime in, and both Biden and Waters were slammed, rebuked by the judge. There was no fair trial. This was nothing but a political sham, a kangaroo court. How can you get a fair trial in Minnesota where they had riots and did over billions of dollars of damage. And Waters is telling him to do some more if we don't get the verdict we want. Do you remember just a little bit ago how they tried to not only impeach, but try Donald Trump even criminally because peaceful protesters and uh, those that masqueraded around as Trump supporters that were Antifa and BLM Uh, broke into the Capitol. Do you remember what they wanted to do to Trump? Here, Maxine Waters actively initiates calls that would instigate violence. Biden chimes in. What is going on with the American public and the church that allows such travesty without screaming? Again, Germany all over again. Since this weekend in many soda, Maxine Waters broke the law by violating curfew and then incited violence. Increased unrest has already led to violence against law enforcement. Her comments intentionally poured fuel on the fire. We've heard this type of violent rhetoric from Waters before, and the United States Congress must clearly, without reservation, reprimand this behavior before more people get hurt. But Nancy Pelosi is ignoring Waters' behavior. Waters appeared to double down on her remarks during an interview on Monday, claiming without evidence that the Republicans were attacking her because they were trying to raise money from the KKK and white supremacists. What utter stupidity. Waters claimed her comments about being confrontational were about confronting the justice system, confronting the policing that's going on. Really, when billions of dollars of damage is going on and you want the rioters to continue, only get more confrontational unless you get the verdict plea you got and you wanted and you did get. Waters is nothing but a thug. An ignorant thug. Thug. Let's look at uh, a little bit of this George Floyd that they want to make a saint. The media and the left have made George Floyd into a martyr, but who was he really? 1998, ten months in prison, armed robbery. 2002, eight months in prison for cocaine. 2004, ten months in prison for cocaine. 2005, ten months in prison for cocaine. 2007, five years in armed prison in armed robbery of a pregnant woman in her home. When he was killed, he was high on meth getting ready to drive a car, potentially kill your kid. This is St. George Floyd. And we have the most racist people both politically and in sports, defending this hoodlum, this criminal. Like it or not, that was a police tactic to hold him down. Never should he have been found guilty of murder, this police officer. He was so high on meth that they went, did an autopsy. The doctor said, hey, he got to died anyway without anybody touching him. You know, if he had not resisted arrest, if he had not been doing a crime, he would be alive today. Isn't that a no-brainer? A world where George Floyd and Micaiah Bryant would still be here is a world without police. Can you imagine this insanity? Says on Tuesday the state delivered what was intended to be a lullaby to soothe our collective outrage at the cold blooded murder of George Floyd by Derek Chavon. Whispers of guilty, guilty, guilty. Instead, within minutes the nightmare of policing reared its ugly head as news broke that officers in Columbia, Ohio responded to a call for help by pumping four bullets into the heart of a 16-year-old black girl within 10 seconds of arriving on the scene of a fight. Now, this is such a biased article. All of the reports show that she already had stabbed one girl and was going to stab another, and the officer stopped her from murdering somebody. Yet, the news media didn't, didn't show that footage. And in a little bit, we'll read a report from... O.J. Simpson saying just that. Why didn't the news media show the whole footage instead of making it believe like the police were not doing their job properly and purposely attacking a black person? Even O.J. Simpson said, this is a lie. O.J. Simpson. Notwithstanding the platitudes offered on cable news, suggesting that we can all rest easy now that the verdict has been put everything right in the world again and the declarations of victory being made by everyone from pundits to players. Chauvin's conviction of murder in the second degree represents neither justice nor change and may offer a measure of solace. And we deeply hope George Floyd's family and community can find some solace, but only in comparison to the alternative. No matter how much Derek Chauvin is sentenced to, it won't bring George Floyd back to his loved ones or offer healing or repair. His loved ones knew he was a thug and a felon, a criminal. Nor will it bring any relief or respite to black people terrorized on a daily basis by thousands of cops, just like Derek Chauvin. You know, I, I disagree. They're not terrorizing the black person my, any more than arresting white people or Asian people or anything else. If you break the law, you're subject to arrest. You go into the black communities in Chicago, they're begging for the white man to come in and stop black on black crime and murder. They don't want to defund the police. They're crying to defund the police here. In Minnesota, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Waters. Why? Because this is a communist takeover. And it goes on and on and on. Not only has there been not been justice, there hasn't been accountability. Chauvin hasn't taken responsibility for his actions, and neither have the three cops who stood by as he murdered Mr. Floyd. Cops across the country are trumpeting the trial as a miscarriage of justice. I agree with them. Militarized police preparations for anticipated protests of the trial's outcome frame communities as enemy combatants. The passage of laws across the country, criminalizing dissent, authorizing violence against protesters demonstrate the stark reality that the verdict won't do anything to protect the black communities facing brutal repression whenever we rise up in mourning and rage in the wake of a new police murder. says, a single conviction of a single cop won't change the system that produced and enabled them. In fact, it will embolden it to continue business as usual under the pretext that it can deliver justice. For every rare criminal conviction of a killer cop, thousands more black people will be murdered, maimed, raped, criminalized, and dehumanized without consequence. This is a flat-out lie. Since 2005, there's been 140 police arrests and murder or manslaughter charges while cops have killed over 1,000 people a year on an average since at least 2014. You know, this whole article from News One makes me sick. Micaiah Bryant shooting. Five facts you should know. The officer killed Bryant has been named Nicholas Reardon. You can watch a police body cam video below. Police played the graphic video during a press conference only a few hours after the shooting death. The police chief acknowledged it was unusual to release the video so fast, but he said it was being done in interest of transparency. Even though he was releasing the whole thing which showed clearly the innocence of the policeman, our major news media would not show All of it, they cut it up to make it appear that the cop was wrong. I mean, what a flat lie by the media. Distortion, a lie. They want civil unrest. They want a civil war. They want the takeover of the United States of America. They want the Republic toppled. Before Warren, the body cam video is very disturbing. It shows the moment the officer shot Bryant. You can see a knife in her hand in the video. Police said that the shot girl was a female with a knife trying to stab another person. When shot, they haven't formally named her. The body cam shows the officer arriving to a chaotic fight scene with Brian attacking another female who falls on the ground before she moves toward a second one. Police says with a knife. The officer then shoots her. My goodness, the policeman saves the life of a girl. And now he's supposedly the attacker, the perpetrator, the the criminal. What total insanity. She was attacking to kill people with a knife. Already took one to the ground, was taking the other one down with a knife. Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on where we don't want the truth anymore? The news media is not reporting the truth anymore. They haven't been reporting the truth. Donald Trump, four years of lies to try to frame him, mislead the public. Yet the criminal, Biden, they're not reporting the truth on him, the real truth. And Trump was the most patriotic American president, probably ever. The best friend of Israel, any president, been, The best friend of the church protecting our rights. And CNN, MSNBC, and others, flat, distorted, and lied about him just about on a daily basis. O.J. Simpson criticizes LeBron James over deleted tweet targeting Ohio cop. It says... Former football star O.J. Simpson criticized LeBron James for his tweet targeting the Ohio cop that fatally shot Bryant on Tuesday. Simpson emphasized that James should have been patient before commenting on the incident in a video shared to his Twitter account Thursday. James had tweeted and then deleted a photo of the Ohio cop involved saying, you're next, as previously reported. Really? Bryant? The cop's next? You know, why don't you keep your big mouth shut? You show your racism just about constantly. In fact, I read a news report from a sheriff, a black sheriff in the news constantly, outspoken. Calling Bryant, that he's nothing more than a street uneducated thug, and if he wasn't a athlete jock, he would be probably drinking malt liquor out of a sack, paper sack on the street corner. I think this you know, that's that's the outspoken black sheriff Clark. Isn't that something? Said that LeBron James acts like an uneducated Basically, a thug. Simpson, you can't fight every battle, Simpson said during the video. You got to pick your battles. He says, this one should have waited. I'm a little upset with most of the media. Now, this is OJ Simpson. Because they showed us edited versions of what took place with a girl with a knife. Simpson continued. They made it sound as if it was another police officer overreacting and killing a young black American. Well, from what I saw, when I saw the full thing, the police had no choice. He responded in an instant. If he hadn't done what he did that very instant, it appeared to me another young American would have had her life taken. So O.J. Simpson said he watched the whole thing. He's really upset with the media because they cut and pasted it so you didn't see the truth. You thought the police were wrong when the police were absolutely right. He said they had to do what they did and they had to do it now or another American, I think it was a black American, would have been killed. When I saw The full thing, the police had no choice. He responded, in that instant, if he hadn't done what he did, it appeared to me another young American would have had her life taken. Brian, 16, was fatally shot by police outside her foster home in Ohio. The New York Times reported initial reports claimed she was unarmed at the time of the shooting, but released body cam footage seemingly showed Bryant wielding a knife during the altercation. Again, lies, 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 lies by the media. Can you believe what's going on with our news media? I mean, it's trash. It's trash. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in such serious trouble in the United States of America. We're living in the most dangerous times in America for patriots and Christians. Satan, through communists, carrying out their evil plans for America and you, To the Democratic Radical Party, are wanting to destroy the Constitution and Bill of Rights and persecute the church. Destroy anyone who gets in their way or tries to stop them. We're talking about the Marxist Democrats. A Christian today must understand the rule of Jesus Christ to hope to defeat the demonic forces comprised of evil spirits and men that are in rebellion against God himself. My message tonight, the rule of Jesus Christ. The rule of Jesus Christ. Again, we are living in the most dangerous times in America for patriots and Christians. Satan, through communists carrying out their evil plans for America, for you, through the Democratic Party, are wanting to destroy the Constitution and Bill of Rights and persecute fundamental Bible-believing Christians. They want to destroy anyone who gets in their way or tries to stop them. They tried to destroy Donald Trump. They're still trying. A Christian today must understand the rule of Jesus Christ to hope to defeat the demonic forces comprised of evil spirits and men that are in rebellion against God himself. This is a fight against God himself. And anyone that represents God. Communism removes God out of the country. They've been trying to remove the values of God, which is in the Constitution and Bill of Rights. They've trying to remove the morality of the Ten Commandments. They're trying to remove in God we trust, out of the Pledge of Allegiance and on our money. They want to make it a crime for you to even preach what the Bible calls sin. Are you going to do anything, church? Are you going to do anything, pastor? Are you just worthless behind the pulpit? That's what Watchman Nee would say in his book that I'm reading, dealing with the ministry of the Word of God in the minister, that most ministers today don't know God. They read the scriptures like the scribes and Pharisees, but they don't know God. They don't have a testimony. They don't move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit because they don't know God. And they criticize those that do. And say, well, I'm not sure if I'm a fan of Watchman Nee. Well, you know, I'm a bigger fan than I've ever been after reading this book. Watchman Nee was arrested in And he died in a concentration camp for coming against a communist in China, speaking out against them. Are you going to speak out against a democratic communist? If you don't dare come against what they're doing right now, taking God and the morality of God out of every vestige of America, putting us under communism, putting us under tyranny, in democratic states making you wear masks, trying to force COVID passports, vaccination when, and I'm going to do this in the near future, where so many doctors are saying, once you take those shots, you're on a time clock to die. Why are they giving, forcing these vaccinations when they're experimental? And hundreds and thousands of doctors are warning against it saying it's not needed. there should have never been a, a shutdown of the economy in the world, that this is nothing but n- manipulation and control. It's just a variation of the flu. Sure, it's seasonal. So is the flu and cold, and that's all it is. And it's man created to boot. Where is the church? Where's a Dietrich Bonhoeffer? Again, died for resisting Nazism. You can't even call sin, pastor. You're such a coward. We're in trouble in the United States if we don't have pastors rising up like David's, like Elijah's, like Jeremiah's, like Daniel's. If we don't have men of God leading the church, stopping the insanity, we're losing America. I wouldn't go to a pastor that's not speaking the truth. If he hasn't told you what BLM is, Antifa is, if he hasn't told you about this communist takeover of the United States, get out of that church person. He's not worthy of your support, your tithes, or your offerings. You're going to support him as we lose America, and you'll be in prison if you're really in love with Jesus Christ one day. Get out of the church. Support somebody that's speaking the truth. Well, there's time to support them because they want to destroy that person. I've been taken off my YouTube channel. Shannon Davis has been taken off because we're preaching the truth. I've had threats. They hate us. And Jesus said they should hate you too if you speak the truth. The rule of Jesus Christ and only the rule of Jesus Christ can save America now. 1 Peter 3, 2, 21 through 22. There's also an antitype which now saves us. Baptism, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven, is at the right hand of God. Angels and authorities and powers having been made subject to him. Baptism, what's behind baptism? Jesus Christ, who sits at the right hand of God. Angels, authorities and powers have made subject to him. So water baptism in itself doesn't save you, but as you're submitted to Jesus Christ, that saves you and so, You get baptized in water as a testimony to the world that I follow Jesus Christ. My old way of life of selfishness, of rebellion is dead. It's buried as you go underwater. You rise out of the water. I'm a new man following Christ, not the wages of sin, of rebellion and death. Only Jesus Christ, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the power of Jesus Christ, And he's given that a power to you and I to represent him. If you don't represent him in that power, you're failing God. You're not worthy to be a pastor. Do you have testimonies? Watchman E says you should. I've always said you should. Scribes and Pharisees didn't have testimonies. Because they went ahead and criticized, called Jesus operating with the power of the devil. They criticized the Holy Spirit. They committed the unpardonable sin, and Jesus started to speak in parables to them. I believe there's a lot of pastors that have committed the unpardonable sin against true, true apostles and prophets, flowing with the power of God and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And they say, this is nothing but heresy. And the Holy Spirit, what they're speaking in tongues is of the devil it's demonic. I believe leaders, many have committed the unpardonable sin like the scribes and Pharisees and they don't know they're the walking dead. They do nothing but back the Democratic Party already. They're the walking dead and they don't know it. Like they turn D. Hoffer, Monhoffer in, turn Watchman Nee in, they'll turn you and I in. Seven out of nine years I spoke at the National Day of Prayer. The two years I didn't, it was because, quote, some pastors said they wouldn't come with their churches because Dr. Hansen. Because my prayers were not generic. God bless America. God bless the families. My prayers dealt that we needed to repent of sins of abortion, sins of homosexuality. I name sins. If we don't repent, the nation will be judged. Now I had a standing ovation, the people loved it. But pastors didn't love it. Some, some. Finally, they said, you know, we're bringing Dr. Hansen back. He's going to continue to be the keynote speaker. The people love him. And this is what America needs to hear. Without repentance, we are damned. This is what I saw in my first stream that changed my life, 1985. After I saw apocalyptic events around the world, death lines. Saw myself moving and meeting with leaders. Speaking to the masses. Then I saw the heartbeat of God. It was broken. I said, why? He said, because my church is in love with the world more than me. I said, why? He said, because of the pastor behind the pulpit. You say, you're too hard on pastors. No. They're responsible and God is going to hold them accountable if they don't prepare the people to meet him as Lord and Savior. If they don't come against sin. If they don't warn them of hell if they don't come against the immorality in this nation, pastors are going to be held accountable by God himself. God is not happy with pastors. Unless they're faithful, then he loves them. If not, he's going to judge them. And that's love. Because if they continued in their self-deception, twisting his words, which they're, they're flat, twisting his words if they don't use his words. They're taking the glory of God himself in their vanity, not realizing it. Leading people to hell in their rebellion. Why does God have to finally separate? Because if God doesn't finally separate rebels from the righteous, the Bible says the innocent will become prey and no innocent will be left on the face of the earth. God has to stop this insanity of evil men getting more and more wicked, calling to defund the police, calling to kill the righteous, calling to put Christians in prison. Like Obama's former CIA communist director, we need to arrest the 75 million Trump because they're mentally ill Trump supporters. And 20 million we need to kill because we can't rehabilitate. This communist CIA director Of Obama. My goodness, how did he ever become the CIA director? How was it ever allowed? Where was the church? Where was Congress? Point number one, absolute authority. There is absolute authority, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not. The word subject comes from the Greek word. I'll spell H-U-P-O-T-A-S-S-O. It means to be subordinate, obey, or be under obedience. Absolute authority. Are you under the obedience of God, the word of God, the scriptures? Do you obey? The word grace. Or let's get to the word believe. The word believe in the Greek means adhere, rely, trust, and obey. To adhere. To rely, to trust, to obey. Do you do this? Well, you don't if you keep your mouth shut. Keeping your mouth shut is like denying Christ. If you won't stand up for his values and beliefs, the Ten Commandments, etc., etc. If you love your fellow man, you speak the truth and try to prevent him from continuing in rebellion. That gives him eternal judgment. Don't talk to me about love that you love him if you don't speak to him. If you don't speak to him words that show him he's in sin. Christ began to rule when he rose from the dead. He ascended to the right hand of the Father. There, all angels, authorities, powers were made subject to Jesus Christ. This is the settled fact that must be a foundational pillar of our faith. There's no situation or circumstance, demonic or principality that can ever have dominion over Jesus Christ. No Nancy Pelosi, no Waters that can have dominion over Jesus Christ. No woman that acts like a witch. How is this authority expressed in the world today? Christ is not in the earth bodily. He is seated at the right hand of God. Notice that scripture talks about demons and principalities being subject to Jesus. Because a man was created in the image of God, he has no choice. Not everyone is going to obey Jesus in this life. Some will choose to rebel and lose out eternally. Still, some will respond wanting to become obedient to Jesus The reason there is a struggle between good and evil, between religion and truth, is that Satan is on a mission to deceive as many as possible. If you do not know who you are in Jesus Christ, you will never be able to be an expression of his authority in the earth realm. Do you know who you are? Do you use his power? The Holy Spirit was supposed to be baptized in you, not just receiving God as Lord and Savior, but you are supposed to wait for his baptism so you could move with his power through, one, the evidence of speaking in tongues. Then you move into the power gifts, miracles, signs and wonders, faith, visions, dreams, Words of knowledge, words of wisdom, discerning of spirits. Words of knowledge, you shot somebody with a knife, you killed somebody with a 38, you shot him in the head. Can you move in words of knowledge? Do you have testimonies? Or are you just the scribes and Pharisees that you read scriptures on Sunday morning? And that's it! No testimonies. Because you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit. You nullify the word of God all the time when you think it's too hard. You avoid those scriptures because you're more arrogant than you realize taking the place of God on earth. You foolish pastor. Years ago, about 30 years ago now, I was in a large church speaking. Two angels came in the back of it. Sat down, people's eyes were open. People fell under the power of God. Big church. Six hours went by. Finally, people started getting up. That night I said, Lord, why did you send your angels? He said, they're always there. Only normally I don't open people's eyes to see them. There were two. They were writing down everything I said. I said, what were they writing? They said, not only here, but in every church, they're writing what the person says behind the pulpit. And on Judgment Day, they are going to be witnesses to vindicate or condemn that person with his own words. Because the Bible says, you don't add or subtract from the word of God lest you be damned. And I have warned church leaders for over 30 years, everywhere I go, about that. If you twist the word of God, if you nullify it, thinking it is too hard. God is going to hold you accountable, pastor. It's because of you, your nation is falling apart because of you there's no revival Ephesians 1 17 through 22 let's read it the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling What is the riches of his glory, of his inheritance to the saints? And what is exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead, seated him at the right hand, in heavenly places, far above all principalities, powers, and might and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet, And gave him to be head over all things to the church. Absolute authority. Do you know who you are in Jesus Christ? That's why I speak so boldly. I know who I am. And I have absolute authority through Jesus Christ. My God can take the breath right out of your mouth. Nobody can touch me unless God allows it. Angels have pre- spared my life before. People have fallen over dead that have threatened godly church. A man rose to attack me and froze and couldn't move. I have absolute authority. I know who I am and I walk without anointing. You say, I don't believe. Yeah, that's your problem. You don't believe. You don't have testimonies, you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't believe. You're nothing but a scribe and a Pharisee, a hypocritical person destroying the church. You're right, you don't believe and you don't belong behind the pulpit. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may he give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Do you have revelation? Do you move in revelatory gifts? Revelation and a knowledge of him. That your eyes of understanding are enlightened. Do you see what's going on in America? They're trying to topple the United States, move us into the new world order. Can you see it? Do you care? Are you concerned with sin? Do you have a passion and hatred to sin? Are you rising up and speaking with conviction and burden? And if you don't care, you're just waiting for your retirement, you are worthless. You have retired a long time ago. And you just might be the walking dead. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance to the saints? What is the exceeding greatness of his power toward those who believe? Wow the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and sealed him at the right hand in heavenly places, far above principalities, powers, might, and dominion. We have all authority because I represent Christ on earth. He's not coming back to do anything. You can pray all you want until the battle of Armageddon. Then he returns, puts Satan in his minions evil governments under his feet, rules with a iron iron rod, removes evil governments, put in righteous leaders. But until that time, you're supposed to take dominion. You're supposed to rule and reign, not sit behind the pulpit and tell stories. Like Joel Osteen, worthless stories to motivate the rebel. So they wallow in their own self-pity and their arrogance and their sin and their selfishness. Point number two, Jesus Christ walking in you through the Holy Spirit. The church, the body of Christ, is the only vehicle of expression of the authority of Jesus Christ on planet Earth. The church. Are you the only vehicle of expression you're supposed to be? You are, like it or not. You're either a scribe or Pharisee, or people see a living God in you because you're moving with his power and authority so they believe now in that living God. And they look to him and accept him as Lord and Savior because you're his child moving with authority that he's given you. You're supposed to move with authority if you continue to look to him and continue to inhale his word and continue to submit your will to him and ask him and covet the good things of God. They increase, 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 increase. Faith increases. And so does your boldness and power and authority. We must know our identity and walk in that authority. Do you know your identity? Fully submitted to the Lordship of Christ. Are you fully submitted? See, that's the question. Well, it doesn't work. That's because you're not fully submitted. You're submitted to, you know, Cracker Jacks. You're you're submitted to the ball games. You're submitted, you know, committed to your jobs, to your wife, to your children. Are you fully committed and submitted to God? Do you surrender all or just mentally? Scribes and Pharisees would have said it mentally, but they weren't fully submitted. They fought God himself and you fight him if you nullify the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You fight him. If you reject true apostolic ministry, prophetic ministry today, you fight God himself and you are too ignorant and deceived to know it. Satan has sown every kind of lie you can imagine, keeping believers from knowing and walking in the truth. Denominations, oh, it's not for the church today. Oh, it's dispensational. What do you mean dispensational? The Old Testament is the only thing Jesus and the apostles preached from. That's it. And men were saved. It was filled with the gifts of God. It was filled with grace. It was filled with love and mercy. You know, King David should have been executed. If it wasn't for grace. Samson should have been executed. Solomon should have been executed. If it wasn't for grace. Abraham, Isaac lied. If it wasn't for grace, it's full of grace. They didn't repeat the laws of sin and death in the New Testament because it was established in the Old. It's like if you take algebra today, they don't repeat basic math. They presume you know basic math. You're supposed to know the Old Testament to preach properly from the New Testament and the Old Testament that's in the New Testament, which doesn't have to be repeated unless you're just flat out ignorant. Or you've attended some denominational seminary or cemetery that nullifies the word of God. He says that authority and dominion were only for Jesus and the apostles, not the church today. That's what the devil says. That's what some denominations say. That's what some lying pastors say. What he's trying to say is, I only had to obey when Jesus the man was here. I don't have to obey you. You know, that's a lie of the devil. But a lot of people, he doesn't have to obey because you have no authority in you. You have no anointing. You're just a scribe and Pharisee reading the scriptures that is empty and void of any life. For too long, the church swallowed that deception, stopped ruling in authority over the enemy. When no one stands up and makes the devil obey, he runs loose, even though he's supposed to be subject and is subject to Jesus Christ, our Lord. The devil tries to talk believers out of their authority so he will not have to obey the truth written in the word of God. That is meant to be declared by the church. Many times he's successful in his deception. My goodness. The Federal Council of Churches over all the mainline churches. Boy, that's led by the devil. The Federal Council of Churches is a Marxist covering over the mainline churches. That's why they nullify sin. That's why they ordain homosexuals. That's why, again, abortion is accepted. That's why they deny the gifts of the Holy Spirit, certainly the apostolic and, and prophetic ministries. Don't go to a mainline church. Leave it. I doubt you see many miracles through your pastor. He just tells stories. You know, he's a good scribe or Pharisee. They knew the scriptures, but they couldn't apply them, and they couldn't walk in them, and they couldn't have them come to life. Leave your mainline churches. We're at a turning point. You need to know that Satan is subject to you as a believer and follower of the Most High God when you stand in the identity and authority of Jesus Christ. You're not alone in this. Jesus has already commanded and equipped you to stand firm against the enemy and make him obey. Make him obey. Make him. Take authority if you don't doubt with unbelief. It has already been set up by the sacrifice of Jesus, established through his death and resurrection. Somebody was very sick the other day in my ministry. We had prayer night, he called me up, had to go home from work, had a bellyache and a tooth hole in his tooth. He had delayed it for three years, aching in pain, took five medications, didn't touch it, and I prayed, rebuking the pain. Said, you're healed, I'll see you tonight. He said, yes. Somebody heard me pray, said, you know, you didn't have any compassion? Why didn't you let him stay home? I said, because I prayed. He's healed. Step out in faith and he'll, he'll be healed. He came through the door that night and said, when you came against the pain and rebuked it, said you're healed. I, I hung up the phone and the pain was gone. But he had another person criticize me. Oh, don't you have any heart to let him stay at home? I said, no. We just prayed. Why did we pray if I didn't expect him to be healed? Christians pray, but they don't expect to be healed. Well, we pray, now i got to go home and go to bed. Well, what do you mean? We just prayed. Point number three, make the devil obey you. Mark 16, 14 through 17, later he appeared to the eleven. As they sat at the table, he rebuked their unbelief, hardness of heart, because they did not believe those that had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. These signs shall follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. Make the devil obey you. Jesus rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart. Pastor, if you don't move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you are so vain. Your unbelief, your hardness of heart, your vanity. I rebuke it. And Jesus rebukes it. You self-righteous scribe and Pharisee. Repent from your hard heart. Your deception that's going to damn you. If you don't repent and start to move with God and really know him as Lord and Savior. The very first task Jesus told his disciples was to make the devil obey you. Most Christians really can't get their minds around the devil obeying them. Satan has built himself up as untouchable. He does have a power, but he no longer has authority. Because his nature is disobedience, he may not. Always respond to authority immediately. Sometimes when you give the devil a command from the word of God, he will try to disobey. Use a different tactic to accomplish his agenda or be unresponsive to your command. Ultimately, he is subject to you as a believer in the body of Christ. So use a different tactic to accomplish the agenda. But cast him out. Rebuke him. Get help. Stand firm on the word of God. He has to obey. He has to obey. My grandmother in China, dying of breast cancer. It had already broken open. It was pussy. It was coming right out of her breath. Breast. She wouldn't go to the doctor. Stood on the word of God. A prayer handkerchief was placed on her from America. It came by boat. She was healed. Do you have faith to stand on the word of God? When Jesus took his position of rule, he told the church, I'm going up here to sit down now, but I have been given you all authority and power. I've been giving it, and I've given you that authority. Now go in my name and make the devil obey you. We have been given the power and the authority over the principalities, powers of darkness, over Satan himself. We have been even commanded and equipped to make Satan obey you. Only you, the church, the bride of Christ, can save the nation. Only you, the believer, can defeat the power of Satan and every evil spirit influence the Marxist revolutionists that are toppling and overthrowing the Republic of the United States of America. Only you can stop it. Let God through the Holy Spirit and the power and authority Jesus gave you lead a mighty Holy Ghost revival through you and the boldness of God in you to speak the truth, exposing the corruption. Take back America as a beacon of light to the world. Don't be afraid of the demons in Congress or the witch with their dresses on. My phone number, 360 629 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248. Send in your very best gift so we can continue to fearlessly get this on national television. Three six zero six two nine five two four eight. Write me a check. WMI PO Box 277, Stanwood, Washington 98292. WMI PO Box 277, Stanwood, Washington 98292. I'd love to open a $50,000 check. I'd love to open a $100,000 check, a million check. It would all go to put us on national television. Even a $20 check would make me happy. My website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. My email, warning at worldministries.org. God bless you. Shannon. What a powerful message tonight.
0: Folks, please share it with everybody you can and get on over to worldministries.org Support the ministry of Dr. Jonathan Hanson, World Ministries International. And please tune in again next time. Brother, great
1: word. Another home run for Jesus tonight. And I want to thank uh, Brother Vance and the team. Great audio. We'll see you again next time, brother. We love you. God bless you, Shen. Love you. God bless you.